everyone, and welcome to episode 33 of Slay the Stars and the start of Core 3. Last time, we saw the long-awaited return of Amara, quickly followed by what felt like a goodbye. We learned that Zem and Shar aren't entirely human. They have some amount of celestial blood. These aberrations can sense that blood and are here to sow chaos and snuff out any trace of celestial beings on this plane. They are harbingers of worse things to come. Monsters who will drain the magic from this celestial hub, leaving this creation a cold husk unable to support life. Amara will try to convince those like her not to flee, not to abandon these worlds, and it is up to Shar and Zem to find out what the elves know and to try to find a way to aid in the fight to save this world and all the worlds. We made our way into Annenfell, and we'll pick up there, inside this magically hidden city that feels almost out of place in time. I'm just imagining a little slime creature like crocheting with chaos now. Nope. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Zem, Shar, Del, and Zuvi are being brought into Annenfell by Toriel and the rest of the guards. So we didn't lose... Um, I'm sorry, what's he going by now? Del. Yes. We didn't lose Del. I thought he took off. No. Del is still there with Zuby and the two of you. Zem, as you are glancing around, you see the giant ship catches your attention. You see everything around you looks different. The people are dressed strangely. The forest that has been obscuring this place, everything that's happening around you, it's clear that the magic here is beyond anything that you've even imagined possible. These things that you've already witnessed are more than anybody at Stellium could accomplish on their own. As you're being led down the streets, the people part and steal quick glances at the group making their way through town. You don't exactly blend in, you're pretty shocked, actually, at how homogeneous the crowd is here. You're from Saltspire, which by nature, as like the capital of the empire, is like a huge melting pot. You can find people of all different types. But here, elves. Elves as far as the eye can see. There are definitely elves with different backgrounds, tall, short, long ears, shorter, different skin tones, different gender expressions, but all definitely elvish, definitely fey in ancestry. Just inside the city, Toriel takes you to what seems to be a sort of like check station, uh, like a customs moment at an airport, if that's an easy way to describe it. There's another guard inside that's dressed in official clothing, and they greet Toriel curiously. The two exchange a few words, and the other guard nods, but looks a little confused and maybe a little worried. What did he say? It's mostly just like, they're they're communicating more in their expressions than they are in their actual words. It's all in Elvish, though, so, Shar, you do pick up on what they're saying. And uh, the other guard is saying things like, who are these people? Why are you bringing them into the city? This is abnormal. And Toriel's just sort of saying, like, this is going to be business for the court. Like, you need to just let me pass. At that point, though, Toriel turns to all of you and says, in common, so that you can all understand, your cart and the horses will remain here. We don't allow lar large creatures inside the city. Alternate transportation should be here soon. Now. 
which of you are the messengers for the court? Um, Shar is just going to look over at Zuvi. Yeah, Zuvi looks scared, which is basically how she's looked the entire time. But she does raise her hand slightly and step forward, and she says, I, I am, sir, I, I carry a message for King Andir II, uh, Rena Alharan. And Toriel goes over to Zuvi, checks her satchel, bears the correct mark, nods, and he motions for a female guard to come over and basically pat Zuvi down for weapons. They find none. Toriel then says, All right, Logan, and that's one of the other guards there, you personally escort Zuvi to the Omenti? Shar. I need, at that point, you to roll me a history check. You understand the meaning of the word, but I want to see if you understand what it actually is. A four on the guidance and a 20 on the dice. All right. Wait, wait, wait. 24. <laughs> <laughs> Plus zero. <laughs> this is the greatest history check that Shar will ever roll in this whole campaign. This is the best call <laughs> Omenti itself is used to describe a moment of two people passing one another. It's like a like a meeting. You assume that means that this building is some sort of important meeting hall. And given a 24, I will say that you have heard that the elves have special secretive buildings. That are, that are made specifically for moments like this, for messengers from different places to come and speak in a safe place where, um, where outside ears, outside forces can't hear or interfere. And Toriel looks at another one of the guards and says, you, alert Lady Alharan that she has a messenger immediately. And... Zuvi starts to be led away by these other guards, but she turns quickly towards the two of you and she says, th th thank you for um, everything, helping me get here. And she looks back and forth at both of you, but then you see that she's looking at Del. And not in like a, not in a romantic way, but Del has... Just finally realizing that they're there. Well, no, but like Del and Zuvi this whole time have been sort of... You've noticed they've talked a lot together, and Del has been some sort of a comfort for her after everything that happened. And Del perks up at that and says, Um, excuse me, I am actually uh, Miss Zuvi's personal body bodyguard, uh, Del, and I would like to accompany her uh, to see this mission through to the end. And Turiel looks... That's a nat 20 for Dell's uh, deception check. <laughs> it's probably going to be the only 20 I roll this whole day. <laughs> but good job, Dell. <laughs> um, Toriel I'll sighs <laughs> and just <laughs> walks over to Dell, uh, checks them for any weapons. Let's look at that, though. It's kind of a wash. Uh, they find a few of Dell's hidden daggers and stuff, but you imagine they don't get everything. Toriel says, 
I see you have many magic items, but most appear to be basically harmless. Know that if you try to harm anyone in this city, you'll be put down, my goblin friend. Del just nods offhandedly. Either they're trying to bluff very successfully, or they're actually unconcerned about Turiel's threats. It's hard to say. Zuvi and Del begin to be led out of the room at that point, but Del says, uh, Before oh. Del goes, I'm just going to lean down, just kind of hold my hand out, shake it. Perfect. Well, Del sees your hand. You're infuriating. <laughs> but thank you. And says, you are infuriating too, Char. But, 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 uh, wait, 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 just one moment. Just wait one moment. Starts searching in their pockets and says, uh, wait, uh, I feel a little bad about the trouble I caused. And you did both save my life. Here, for you, for you, for you. And Zem, Del hands you a wooden wand with silver filigree. On the handle. And Char, Del gives you a small rock that seems to be flattened on 20 sides. It's smooth, doesn't look like much. And Del just winks at the two of you and rushes off. I don't know what this is. I mean, I know what it is, but I don't know what this is. You should wave it at Char and find out. <laughs> I or, think. Counter offer. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I think I will not. I will refrain. All right. All right. All right. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Toriel turns to the two of you and says, Now, we need to have a discussion, but there are people I need to get in touch with first. We're going to have a meeting, but to get everyone assembled will probably take until tomorrow morning. Until then, you're going to be honored guests of mine. Do you have any objections to this? No. I don't... Nope. Awesome. And you're led back out of the building, and you walk down the street a little further. Sure, just going to meaningly, meaningfully just glance back at the horses. Just... It's okay. <laughs> Even though they've kicked his ass the entire trip. <laughs> it's true. It's true. These horses have not been as kind as Horatio. Uh, you are led down the street, and you notice that the streets here are cobblestone. All of them. You see, actually, both of you roll me perception checks. There it is. So four plus... Uh, so ten. Okay. Fourteen. All right. You, you notice the streets are cobblestone. You notice that the buildings around you. So whereas in Saltspire and Ocean Guard, there are some buildings that would have like metal braces, glass windows, but most of those are very official buildings or the casinos, stuff like that. Most of the other buildings are still wooden, still very medieval in their architecture. Here, everything looks bright and shiny, new, and zem, you notice that in the, in the street, down the center of the road, there almost seems to be like a metallic inlay. It's not on all the side streets, just down this main street, you notice. And you're led to this area where there is like a bench, and there's like a sign there, and... On it, it just says carriage crossing. 
in Elvish. What, Char would notice. What does the metal look like? Like, does is it like a light silver, a dark silver? It's like a light silver color. And Toriel says, whoa, wait here just for a moment. Should be along. Anything the two of you are discussing or doing in these moments? I think just kind of being in awe of everything is enough for Shaw right now. Yeah, like what... what like I'll translate the, if I need to for signage. But What do the people look like? I mean, do they look haggard? Do they look, um, like, healthy? That's a good question. That's the, a really fucking good question. The... So, in Saltspire and in Ocean Guard, you saw a lot of poverty. Here, no signs of that. Everybody looks fairly similar. There are definitely some people who are a little fancier than others. Their clothing is interesting. Whereas you're used to, I mean, what you're wearing, traveling clothes, leathers, loose-fitting shirts, cloaks, things like that. The people here are wearing clothes that are not as utilitarian. And everything looks nice. And the cuts are different. You can chalk some of that up to being um, elvish in, in their design. But everything's a little... A little fancy, you know, more frills, more ruffles, uh, women wearing more dresses, things like that. After a few moments, you see a large, metallic, closed-in carriage with windows pull up in front of you. I love it. I fucking love it. And a door opens. And you see an elvish person in a strange hat sitting in what looks to be, like, the driver's seat. And they say, ah, Captain Turiel, climb aboard. And then they do almost like a double take of the two of you standing there. They narrow their eyes a bit. Uh, official business, I see. Straight to the office, then. And Turiel gestures for the two of you to get on. In Elvish, like, a fee for the ride... They're shocked that you speak Elvish, and they're they're like, uh, paid for by the city, sir. You're fine. Fucking love it here. While that was happening, I'm like, lo- like, looking around the carriage thing, and I'm like, what is happening? Roll me, you know what? Investigation for you. What is that? Oh, it's your new dice. Uh, dirty 20. Zem, you're looking around while this exchange is happening. You don't speak Elvish, so it's kind of lost on you. Uh, there's no animals pulling this. There are wheels. But you you bend down to look, and the wheels aren't touching the ground. They seem to be there for maybe when this thing isn't above these metallic lines. Mm-hmm. But the wheels aren't what is propelling this thing. My Magic City heart just... (laughs) (laughs) The two of you climb aboard. Turiel sits you away from one another. One towards the front and one towards the back. And the other people who were on uh, the 
the coach, we'll call it. Uh, Toriel just says in Elvish, uh, this is important business for the guards. I need you all to disembark. And they don't even question it. They get up, they get off. Hmm. Hmm. Was it something we did? No, no, yes, no. Mm. <laughs> Just kind of, I'm going to go sit in the back now. <laughs> Head down. Surely you don't think little old me is dangerous. Toriel looks at you and says, oh no, I'm not, I'm not concerned. Yeah. Yes. Shaw is also just like, magic school bus, here we fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you ride this trolley through the streets, you see more of this city wholly more advanced than your own. You see people just going about their everyday lives, going in and out of stores. And again, there's none of that dirt and grime of the cities you've been in before. Everything looks new. Anything you're doing, anything you're saying, talking about. So I know I can't read anything, um, but like when we're going through the city, I imagine that I'm as plastered to a window as I can be and still look like I'm uninterested. <laughs> um, but I'm looking to see if there, like, are there shops? Like, are there, like, like if there's a candy store, I'm going to, I'm going to note that. 100% yes. Um, as a oh, matter sorry. Of fact, I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. As a matter of fact, there are a lot of uh, shops. You see, uh, you know, like the, the bakeries the with the fancy baguettes in the window. And there's lots of candy stores. And there are children just walking down the street in parks that you pass by. Um, can we see any of those, like, later? <laughs> um, maybe. We'll see. It depends on how the next 24 to 48 hours goes. 48 hours? Well, I mean, we we have the rest of today to get through, and then tomorrow we'll have the meeting, and that, depending on how long it'll take, we'll decide if we are able to trust you in and around our city. But that's not my call to make. I mean, but you're here. Like, you can escort us. I could. Is there some? Is there something you want? I can have it brought to you. I'd rather see it myself. All right. Well, we'll see what we can do. Char's just like, what the fuck is all of this? Bakery. Candy store. Park? Children? <laughs> just in shock and awe. Because, I mean, we didn't grow up with any of this being feasibly possible in our minds. Yeah. This is very much like us being dropped into the middle of a science fiction movie. That is what Shar and Zem are feeling in this moment. The path of the trolley takes you a lot closer to this dry dock, to this ship that is in the center of town. And I would like for you to roll Perception or Arcana, depending on which you would prefer. For... To, to see what you notice about this thing. 
14. As you're running past. I have rolled a 14 the past three times. I think that dice is broken. So I'm getting annoyed. Um, but I was going for Arc- Arcana, which is still going to make that a 20. Okay. You said you rolled a 14? Mm-hmm. Okay. Char, the ship, from the angle when you came into the city, you were seeing it from, like, the back end. And it does have sails, like a normal ship, but from this angle, from the side view, you now can see that where the oars would be on a normal ship almost looks like there are folded down wings. And Zem, you notice that there are people going about their business. Everybody seems to be working on this thing. But not, I mean, you've you've been around ships your whole life mm-hmm. because of your father. You spent time at the docks. And you've seen people build ships, work on ships, but you don't see any of the tools that you would expect from like a shipwright. Instead, everybody here seems to be working magic around this ship. And you see the the flares of some people as they're moving their hands along this and almost like a bubble has begun to form around it. And then you see people walking around the deck above and there's a pedestal in the center, but nothing on top of it. And that's really all you get to see until you get far enough away that the angle isn't good. How is, um, you said Captain Toriel, right? Yes. Okay. How is, how have they been acting? Have they just been mostly like watching and observing? Are they suspicious? Are they watching other people around us as well? Does it seem like he, anybody else is following us? He seems, he seems, I don't want to say unbothered. He's definitely been watching the two of you very closely. The other guards that are with you seem to be the ones more concerned with what's going on around. Uh, and you do notice they are keeping an, eye, keeping an eye on the crowd, but you you get the feeling, based on how this all has played out, that doesn't seem like there's... They don't seem overly concerned that something is going to happen to you. The, the people around you in the crowd are almost fearful of you and their reaction. And the guards just seem like they're almost like an afterthought. Like they're there more to protect the city from you than the other way around. Right, 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 right. Did you see, did we see a statue of anyone coming in or was it just the ship? I can't, I can't remember. You have not seen a statue yet. Okay. I'm just going to keep an eye out for that specifically. Okay. Because that's what I'm here for. This is one of the most unique ships I've ever seen. (laughs) You have no idea. Do you have many like this? No. uh, That's the only one. Wouldn't really know how to even go about creating a second, and that one's probably not going anywhere anytime soon. How... What, uh, wait, what, why wouldn't you know how to make a second? 
Well, I mean, we could make a second, but it wouldn't go anywhere. This one's not going anywhere, so why would we bother? Why make a ship that isn't going to go anywhere? It was supposed to go somewhere. You... Uh, uh... <laughs> okay. Shar just needs to find a park bench. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> it's it's a problem with the power supply. I I can't I can't share more. This is more of those secrets that I don't know if you are. Oh. But just know. You'll probably be seeing a lot of that thing because it's not going anywhere anytime soon. I only ask because I grew up around ships, that's all. I Oh. Well, maybe they'll have questions for you later. Uh, sure, she's still staring up. About the ships? Sure. I mean, they could definitely use help. But, and as you're having this conversation, you feel, and something else you've noticed is that you don't feel any of the cobblestones. You know, like if you're in a cart on cobblestones, you don't feel any of that. This is a very smooth ride. And it comes to a slow stop outside of an unassuming building. Um, but above the glass doors are the words minus Varno, which, Char, you would know, means the guard tower. You disembark the trolley, and Toriel escorts you inside. The whole building gives off a very sterile vibe. Everything is white, there are some potted plants to try to liven up the area a little more, but it's fairly small. Toriel nods at the man seated behind the front desk, and you're not stopped. He brings you through a side door into the back offices where there are many work desks in the center of the room. Think cubicles. And I knew there, it was too perfect. <laughs> and there are a few more doors and offshoots from this room. He takes you through one of the doors on the far wall. And you're led into a space that is clearly a, a jail area. It's not a dungeon. It's not all doom and gloom. But there are cots, you know, in the cells with mattresses. Uh, there's even plumbing. So, you know, you guys don't have to poo in a bucket or whatever. Stopping in my tracks. Is this what you meant by being your uh, guest? Thing. Yeah. What did you think I meant? I thought exactly that. Char's walking towards this. <laughs> <laughs> why why would I be put into a cage? I've I've done everything that you've asked so far. I know, and I'm only asking one more thing. Just get in the cell. <laughs> Surely you have somewhere that has like a like an actual door. There's a there's a door. You know what I mean. You will be completely safe here. This is the best thing for you. I haven't been safe in weeks. I know. This will be wonderful for you. No, you don't understand. I don't know what you've got going on here. I'm not here to try and get into, like, whatever. I just, if I'm here, are you going to be here? Are you staying in this building? Would that make you feel better? Yes. Then yes, I will stay here for the night with you. Not in here because I'm not staying in No, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I have an office. I don't think you understand. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so he will escort you into two jail cells side by side. He says, is there anything that I can get for you to make this more comfortable? 
I'm sure I've lived a pretty simple life at the monastery. <laughs> yeah, That's fine. Tea. Tea would be great. Tea, certainly. Uh, blankets, pillows will get you extra. Uh, I would search you both for weapons, but honestly, I think you understand what'll happen if you try to hurt anybody here, so. Um, is there somewhere to get washed up? We've been on the road for quite some time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's like a, there, like I said, there's plumbing here. So there's like a, a bathroom area and little like indoor showers. And he says, feel free to go in and get washed up. I won't shut the doors until I have to leave the room, so. Is it like private? Yeah, yeah, it's private. Okay. Yeah. He's like, I, I will set a timer, though. So if you take too long, I'm going to have to. I mean, I won't come in. I'll get one of the female guards to check on you. But... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What um exactly is it going to take for you to have any, like, even the smallest fraction of trust for us? Well, I, like I said, after the meeting tomorrow, we'll know. Mm-hmm. Listen, I told you not to come in to the city. You insisted these are the rules. Mm-hmm. I'm complying. I know you don't know me, but that's very hard for me to do. I understand. Some punches the air. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry it has to be this way. Right. Like, I'm going to stand there. I'm going to give myself some, like, fortifying breaths and, like, you can do this. It's just one night. Yep. <laughs> it's the best shower you've ever had. <laughs> it Honestly, it is. Because, Zem, you walk in and, I mean... You've never had a warm shower. You you notice that there are two knobs on the shower when you go in. And when you turn on one of them, it's hot. The other one's cold. And you get the water right. And you're just like, where has this been my entire life? And flush toilets? What? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to take every, every single second. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, if this is what jail is like here, what is it like to stay in, like, an (laughs) actual house? (laughs) Char, meanwhile, while Zem is getting washed up, what are you doing? So he's still there, like, able to talk to, right? Yeah, yeah. He is. So in this room, there's, like, a line of cells against one wall. And he is seated. There's, like, a desk where clearly, like, a guard would be stationed there when people are using these cells. And he's sitting at that desk. Just watching you, not like staring at you, but like unsure what to do. Like one of those moments like, I don't know what to do with my hands. This is as awkward for him as it is for you. You get the feeling they probably don't use these cells very much. Kind of. Um, As soon as Zem goes to the shower, I'll switch over to Elvish just for the sake of respect. Um, So how... Is any of this even possible? I've never heard an inkling of any of this down south. Well, we, um, we've kept most of this under wraps. So, I mean, even before we shut down people coming in and out of the city, we never let people into this city, so. It's really clean, here is that like a, a like a gelatinous cube type cleaning system or oh no um, the people here value cleanliness and order and things like that and so 
through magical means as well as just people who pick up after themselves. Stay is relatively nice here, and I mean, magic helps quite a bit. How much magic is here? Honestly, more than probably everything in Saltspire combined. Do you have any, uh, let's call them magicians, from this city, outside of the city that travel south very often? We have a few um, of our people who work at Stellium to keep tabs on what they do down there. We have a person on the council. Shar's a shit charisma, so like, there's like a, across his face, like, yeah, we have, I mean, we have Silferin, you know, he's on the council. He's pretty useless, that's why we made him our council representative, if we're being honest. How many people do you have at Stellium currently? Between actual professors as well as some students who we've planted down there, maybe a dozen or so. The Char's Char's memory is also as crappy as Arthur's. Um, I think one of the heads is dead. Maya, yes. Yeah. Yes. She was supposed to be the one to take this trip originally. Yes, we uh, we heard. Uh, Professor Ristos reached out to us and informed us of Maya's unfortunate passing. Unfortunate's a little heavy-handed, don't you think? That seems very suspicious. Yes, incredibly so. You ask a lot of questions and seem to know quite a bit. Um, you pick things up. Hmm. Speaking of, those creatures out there, have you or your men run into many of them? Not the zombified ones, the other ones. Yeah, we've uh, we've run into quite a bit of both. We um, thankfully have enough of a force to keep them from coming anywhere near the city. But if they keep growing in numbers, this could eventually be a problem. Are they able to get through the barrier as well? Or is that mostly have to hold them off elf to elf? The barrier that you are speaking of is not a physical barrier. How do I explain? Your friend, she seems to have quite a bit of uh, divinatory magic on her. Yes? Has she performed any spells that allow her to remotely view or listen into people? Is that even possible? Well, the barrier that you're speaking of is not, it's not a physical barrier. It keeps people from being able to see inside, see inside. It doesn't keep people physically out. That's still our job. So can you to answer your question, yes, we keep the monsters. At so bay. can you see the magic you're speaking of? Can you see outside of the barrier? Yes. How high level magic is that? <sighs> 
how do I put this into perspective for you? Your friend on a scale of one to ten, her power is a two or maybe a three on a good day. The magic you're talking about is a ten. One person would not be able to accomplish this on their own. So hypothetically, if you did the remote magical viewing, does it leave traces? Say, affecting foliage. You mean if we were... I I suppose it could, depending on the way you would do it, or what methods you would use to perceive it, maybe? But honestly, you're talking about something above my pay grade. I run the guards. I... How many are you in charge of? I'm trying to buy Zem as much time as she can for showering. <laughs> um, I'm not going to give you the number of guards. Know that it's a lot. It seems like a pretty together system. Yes, you know, while the outside world is chaos, we are fairly well regulated here. Do you have like a like a training program? Is that how that comes up? Or is there just professional choice later on? Well, yeah, I mean, we have schools. We have different people who want to specialize in different things. The people who are... So most of the people here have some measure of magical talent and are taught magical theory and... Um, the people who are less magically gifted find other things to do, like become guards or, uh, you know, teaching primary school, bakers, candy makers, you know, and then the people who show a high level of aptitude will go on to learn magical studies. What about, uh, like, healing? We do have healers here, but unfortunately, healing magic is a little... It's a, it's a difficult study. So it's one of the things that we haven't progressed as far. Most of our healing is done through standard means, through doctors, physical healing. You mentioned divination before as if you could see it. There are ways to detect divinatory spells. What do you see when you look at me then? I, unfortunately, am not that skilled. Noted. How truthful is he being during most of this? Pretty truthful. Roll me an insight check. 26? Yeah, I mean, he's being careful about what he says, and he's not fully answering some of the questions, but when he's outright... I mean, anytime you get to a point where he doesn't want to answer, he just outright tells you he doesn't want to answer. He's not lying to you. Uh, this meeting, maybe tomorrow, you said? Yes, um, I imagine that when they hear you might have information about what was stolen from us, I imagine they'll want to meet as soon as possible. Is there anything that we shouldn't be doing during this meeting? Anything to offend anybody? Don't try to lie. Oh, okay, I meant like more physical acting. No, uh, I wouldn't concern about be concerned about anything like that, but I would not lie or obfuscate in any way because that would be very bad for the two of you. Okay. 
is there going to be a multiple people in this meeting? Yes, uh, I would imagine that there could be an entire, I don't want to say jury, that makes it sound like you're on trial, but there could be quite a few people who wish to attend. Okay. Charger's going to like bullshit question the rest of this. Like, all right. How many people are going to be there? Who's, who's kind of like the system? I didn't notice any statues on the way in. Do you guys hold anybody, let's say, like a monolith? You'll see tomorrow when you're taken to the hall. Okay. Zem, while this is all going on, you can hear bits and pieces of the conversation. The room's not like soundproofed. Uh, what are you doing? Probably just standing under the hot shower. Um, <laughs> From off in the distance. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, so besides all of that, um, I, I'm kind of just going to take stock of what I have on me um, and with me. Um, I When I'm done with the shower, I'll take some time to, you know, like put myself together and like brush my hair out and braid it. And I'm probably going to be more myself than I've been since we started <laughs> running. Um, I would imagine that all the like color that we put in our hair is pretty gone. Yeah, it's gone. Um, and, you know, just make myself presentable and, and like take a moment to organize my thoughts too. Like, I feel a desperate need to protect us, but also um, I know here that we have no cards to play. So how do we go about saying what we need to say without saying too much? Have you divined yet today? Mm -mm. You could always do that in the shower. I think I'm going to save that for before bed. All right. So, Zem, you finish up in the shower. You come out. You are in a very stressful situation, but at the same time, you feel more relaxed than you have in quite a long time. Because even though this is stressful, being stuck in a jail cell, what you've experienced the past week or so traveling from, you know, more bail to here has been the worst time of your life. So, you know, on on the level, this is maybe better. Literal night and day. Yeah. So they, you you enter your cell. The doors are still open. Like I said, they're not going to shut them until it's it's bedtime. They've brought you both extra pillows, extra blankets, uh, the tea that you ask for, as well as water. They've brought some food for you, which, Char, you are struck because it reminds you very much of the food from the garden. Everything's fresh. There's like a nice salad. There's perfectly ripened fruit. There's some like poached fish some nice, like, honey-baked bread with a little bit of honey butter to spread on it. Hmm. Thank you. Of course. You're not really prisoners. You're my guests. I just have to follow the protocols. Interesting protocols. Well, you are the first people to be allowed into the city since the rules changed, so. When did that happen? Well, it started happening 
months ago when we started turning away everybody but the most important messengers and then the item that you mentioned was stolen and that was it. A couple months ago. Got it. Yes. So, uh, your friend has been trying to get as much information out of me as he possibly could. Do you have any questions? Going to hit the showers. Yeah, sure. It's going to take a shower. Also, I, so whereas Zem was in there like toying with the shower, I picture Shar goes in just like, oh, what's this? Turns it on full blast hot. You just... <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> well, <laughs> Zem, there's a fire elemental in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> um... Washes his clothes while he's in there. <laughs> yeah. And scrappy dab dab. <laughs> so how long have you been captain? Um, close to three years now, I guess. Hmm. What's, what's that like? Oh, uh, you know. Actually, it's not too bad. It's an important job. I get to spend a lot of the time out in the forest, so... That's nice, you know, not being cooped up behind a desk all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the forest is full of those things. Well, we do a pretty good job of keeping them at bay, and that's been a relatively recent problem. So you'd rather be fighting than in here? Yeah, unlike the rest of my people, I, I kind of enjoy it, you know? It gets the blood pumping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I sense that you know what I'm talking about. Um, I mean, I think everyone has those things that does that for them. Well, it's, it's nice to feel useful. That I understand entirely. In a city full of people who can accomplish great things, it's nice to know that I have my place. I'd... You don't strike me as the type to self-pity. No, of course not. I just wasn't... My aptitude for magic is maybe slightly better than your own. And here, that means that I had to find some other way to be useful. Ouch, Captain. Well, you're still young. You haven't reached your full potential yet. I have, magically speaking. How old are you? I'm sorry. I didn't mean that to be rude. No, no, no. Comparatively to yourself, uh, if I was going to... If I were a human, I'd probably be 40 years old. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So tell me, what do you see when you look at me, Captain of the Guard? I see a young woman who is completely lost and is way in over her head. But someone who was gutsy enough to walk into an elven forest with dozens of bows and weapons trained on them and not miss a beat. And that's a little scary, but also... Something that I admire. You find me scary? No, your attitude is a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. My attitude. 
I've been getting that line my whole life. I'm not shocked. But people don't leave me very many options. Well, hopefully tomorrow the two of you will be cleared to enter the city. You won't have to be watched so closely. And you'll have some time to stretch your legs. That would be something. Yes. Something I'm looking forward to. Good. Been running for too long. I'm sorry to hear that. Me too. All right. Char, while you are in the bathroom, is there anything that you are doing? Any spells you are working? No, I would say I would try at least once to see if Amara can hear me with the pendant. All right. You focus on the on your pendant and you're thinking like are you there can you hear me what's you know what's happening and there is a warm sensation that you feel in the pendant but it's so slight that it almost you're not sure if it's your own hand warming it up or if there is some sort of response there but whatever it is it is incredibly minute but you do not feel like you can't do magic you feel like that connection with her is very thin but you still have all of your abilities at your disposal um no other than that just washing the clothes change the wrappings the the first thing before he puts on any clothes is he's putting the wrappings back on his arms Okay. Making sure that that's still hidden. All right. You come back out. You head into your cell. There's a little more conversation, eating, whatever. Uh, Toriel says, would you like something for dessert? Yeah. D- dessert? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, he leaves the room for a moment. And he comes back in, and you see he has in his hand uh, two confections that are in, like, like what we would call, like, cellophane wrappers. Basically, snack cakes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he says, these are, uh, I, I keep them on my desk as, like, Little snack foods, lots of sugar. I have low blood sugar. <laughs> yeah, the sugar's the sugar's good. Uh, you know, hands them to you both, and he says, "Well, I need to head home for the night." I you were you were staying here. Oh, back up. I'm going to go get myself set up in my office for the night. <laughs> um, if you need anything, let the guard know. I'll be back in to check on you. And he heads out. The doors are locked. Two of you are in your cells. The, is there a window to the outside? There are no windows to the outside. But there is, and there's like a dividing wall between the two of you, so you can't see each other. We can talk around it. But you can talk around it. What are you doing? Um, I'll get into my pendulum. All right, roll me that... Intelligence check. 
It's not a 14. It's a 13. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, so 16 total. All right. So you get two questions. Will being my true self put me in danger here? Zem, I would like for you to roll me an arcana check in this moment. Um, 14. Okay. So as you are using your pendulum, you start to notice that there is some interference. Maybe this bubble that's here that interferes with divination magic seems to be causing issues for this. But you get a response that seems to lean towards no. Um, also just for note, I'm not trying to hide what I'm doing. Like I'm not. And the guards watching you, they haven't reacted. Okay. And then the second question is, will Toriel, oh my God, the word literally left my brain, betray me? Roll me an arcana check. 25. This time, you seem to overcome all of that interference. And you you get a similar response to the one that you got when you asked the same question about Toslane. It's It's a mixture. Meaning, there's no intent there to betray you. But given the right motivation... Certainly possible. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, so, like, to be fair, I mean, I get that, um, like, so my my questions are really more like, are they honorable? Are they trustworthy? You know, it's just so hard to ask those questions. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I, we haven't formed an allegiance. Like, we don't have a relationship. So to say, like, are they going to betray me is also difficult. But I guess really I should say, would they betray their nature? But it's... Yeah, no. And and yeah, so you get mostly a no. Mostly a no. Seems very honorable. Anything the two of you want to talk about together with the understanding that there is somebody else in the room listening to you. Mm -hmm. Sam, did you know many elves at Stellium? No, I mean, there was some there, but I didn't really have relationships with them. Shara's kind of like leaning against the one wall that connects them, like on the outside towards the metal container unit cage. I'm all over the place today. Zem, you would know that at Stellium, the Elvish students tended to, they tended to be top of their class. And most of them didn't, a, a lot of the students, like, you know, sort of, I don't want to say wash out, but people reach their level of ability and then a lot of times they'll leave and go do whatever they will with the magic that they've learned there. The students who would come from Annenfell to Stellium would learn for a bit of time and then they would leave. And it never felt like they were hitting their full potential. It felt like they would be summoned back home. New students would come in. 
you obviously knew some of the teachers there who were Elvish, but like you said, none of them were, you weren't close with them. As a matter of fact, now that you're thinking about it, they never really seemed close to anybody. Hmm. Loners. They were very much the people who were in the library all the time, studying, very studious, not really ones for fraternizing. Hmm. Yeah, no, they're, they just kept to themselves and did their own thing. I clearly ever knew the one who was the keeper. He kind of kept to himself. So did everybody else, though. He doesn't really want to talk too, too much. He was just kind of curious. Okay. So, with that, two of you head to sleep. Nothing bad happens to you. In the night, you do wake up a few times when Toriel comes in to check on you, when the guards swap out, stuff like that. But other than that, you pass a nice long rest. And that is where we're going to end this episode. Woot, woot, long rest, activate. Hey, it's Core 3. That means it's my turn to do the credits. Our theme music was created by the incredibly talented Isaac Viers. Our character art found on SlayTheStars.com was created by the wonderful Cam Gonzalez. Slay the Stars is made possible by the audio engineering wizardry of Arthur Polino, graphic artistry of Jen Kearney, and the production wisdom of me, Leah Hemrick. Thanks for listening, and as always, Persomnia ad Astra.